0: This is Ashton Marcus, and I just saw the opening of the national tour of Phantom of the Opera at the Pantages Theater. The following content is my interview with Jacqueline Fontaine, a multi-award-winning opera singer, actor, and Miss California 2006. Uh, This is uh, Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And on the line, I have with
1: me Jacqueline Fontaine. I was born and raised in Southern California. I have a background in both musical theater and opera. I went to the University of Southern California for my master's and two years of doctoral studies in vocal performance, but I've also dabbled a lot in musical theater. I've performed at a lot of orchestras. I've performed in Italy. I've won uh, some singing awards. And a fun tidbit I was Miss California in 2006. And when I competed at Miss America 2007, I placed in the top 10 and I won the talent award for singing Visi D'Arte from Puccini's Tosca.
0: Well, that's interesting. So you went from <laughs> opera to Miss America. <laughs> How yeah. <did> that happened. <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised; they actually lend themselves very easily toward between the two. Um, thankfully, the Miss America is a scholarship organization, and it paid for my master's, so that was definite perk into making me want to do the pageant. But also, uh, Miss America is about uh, talent, so I said, "Okay, have that down." It's about presentation and uh, service. And so I I loved teaching kids. I I worked with the outreach program at USC. So it really was, uh, they were mutually beneficial for each other.
0: Okay. Okay. And also, uh, which character did you play in Phantom?
1: I play Carlotta Giudicelli. She is the Italian prima donna from the Paris Opera House.
0: Okay. And for those unfamiliar with it, uh, uh, what Mm -hmm. kind of arc do you go through for that?
1: (laughs) Uh, Carlotta is the reigning prima donna, but a lot of things have been going wrong with the Paris Opera House, and she's had enough, and she storms off, and the beautiful ingenue Christine takes her place. The Phantom is in love with her, has been training Christine, and for a while there, there is a power struggle between Christine and Carlotta the prima donna, who says, this is my part, I worked hard for it, I want to stay in the show. Interesting.
0: uh, uh, So you weren't really the lead here, um, but again, you have such an operatic background. Did the director say, well, you know, why don't you hold back a little? Why don't you just don't Mm. sing so nice?
1: (laughs) Uh, The great thing about this, Caroline, is the, the director and music director wanted Carlotta not to be at the tail end of her career. They wanted her to be thriving. This is the height of her career. So it actually adds to the drama that the Phantom is kicking out someone who's actually pretty good to put in someone that he loves, to put in a novice. The directors didn't necessarily tell me to sing poorly. They said, no, we want you to sing operatically as much as you can, but then when you are playing Carlotta the character, of course, have your own character voice for her. But there is one point where I do lose my voice and I have to sound like a frog. (laughs) And I make that noise every night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I thought you sang beautifully.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Are you planning to stay in musical theater, or are you going to switch back to opera?
1: Uh, I would love to continue doing both. Before I started the tour, I was able to do that. I had just finished playing Violetta and Tacoma and Alpha and Sound of Music. And if I could have a career bouncing back and forth, I would be absolutely lovely.
0: Is that possible? I mean, uh, I guess New York has a uh, thriving uh, opera uh, scene.
1: Oh, New York does, Los Angeles does, uh, Seattle does. There's, there's always room for, for classical music. There's just a lot of wonderful singers. Um, I would just like to sing. I, so wherever my career takes me, I, I'll be happy with that.
0: So what was the casting process like for *Fan of the Opera?
1: <laughs> it was I. I'd had somewhat of a, a relationship with the folks casting for Phantom before because I'd gone in for the Broadway production, and they said, "You know what? You're not right for this directorial take on it." So when they had the new version that we're now touring with, uh, I, I think I, I fit the bill. It, it was a little bit nerve-wracking the first time I went because this is an iconic musical. I grew up listening to it. I love Phantom of the Opera. So to you know, be a part of it now is, is really special because you, you see so many people from all backgrounds uh, just being moved by this music. And every night uh, I, I hear a story of, of someone how they affected them you know it's their first time at the theater or they just lost someone, so seeing this helped them in their in their grief yeah. it really is a, a humbling uh, production to be in
0: right actually I'm surprised that the uh the casting people said that you weren't right because this is an opera you're an opera singer <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
1: yeah, yeah I think in uh, i I don't want to quote it miss improperly but in the brilliant original production directed by Hal Prince, the opera singer is a little bit toward the tail end of her career, and she's a, a little bit stayed a little bit longer than her welcome. So when Christine comes, it's a, it's a welcome <laughs> uh, refreshment. But in this t- telling, we wanted it to be a, a true, you know, uh, disagreement, a, a, a lot of drama between the two, because hey, Carlotta isn't that bad. Why is he kicking her out? Well, he's kicking her out because he loves Christine.
0: Okay. yeah. Well, again, I loved your scene, because I, I was there at the Pantages. It was beautiful.
1: Thank you. Thank you. For, I know. I get to have a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's kind of a, an epic way to enter. <laughs> Wearing a 40-pound gold dress, holding a severed head, nobody else on stage, singing a cadenza up to a high D. <laughs> They told me to just have fun with that, so I did.
0: Yeah. You'll be uh, traveling with Phantom for quite a while, I believe, uh, from Los mm-hmm. Angeles. You'll be doing Costa Mesa and San mm-hmm. Diego. Uh, are, are we going to mm-hmm. be able to see you in anything else?
1: I will be doing a concert this coming October with uh, the Rolling Hills United Methodist Church, Second Sundays at 2 On October 11th, I'll be singing a concert with our associate music director, Jamie Johns, and we'll be doing German opera pieces and German art lead.
0: Great, I cover San Diego. Yeah, I cover La Jolla Playhouse, and I'm getting into the Globe and the Rep.
1: Oh, I love Mm. the Globe. I performed Mm. at the Globe.
0: Oh, yeah, here's a big one down there, and again, I was amazed at how big they are. They're like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Into the Woods actually started there. It's like amazing. And Oh, my gosh. La Jolla Playhouse is big, too. I mean, as for regional theater, It theory, truly
1: yeah, is
0: big, yeah. Yeah, Jersey Boys started there. So it, I'm just amazed that that hotbed yeah. down there, because they're so far away from L.A. and all the theater mm-hmm. actors in L.A. that, that I'm mean, to get down there. It took me two hours to drive down there. You know, <laughs> One of the L.A. guys would take like four hours to drive down there. <laughs>
1: right, right, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm just amazed how much talent they have down there because those two well, houses like- are just kicking out so
1: much. They are. They are. Well, UC Irvine is actually a great resource for actors, but it's not that they, they don't really cast a lot of local actors. It's, if they have a chorus, like in, I know in Hunchback of Notre Dame, they used local singers for the back chorus, but they do cast it up in New York. It It is, uh, you know, New York based and San Diego is a very highly regarded uh, theater area. But yeah. they do cast out of New York, and it is a, a safe but also very uh, prestigious place to test out a musical. When a, when a musical performs there, they really are you know, fine-tuning it and getting it ready for a larger house in New York.
0: Yeah. Actually, again, when I was down in La Jolla, they actually co-produced uh, a piece with the Seattle Rep, which is actually a pretty big
1: exactly. company, too. Exactly. Seattle yeah. is also another big theater where they'll try it out. Seattle, um, the uh, Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey, uh, Goodspeed, all of these places are really high quality, high caliber theaters, but are also breeding grounds for Broadway.
0: Well, yeah, well, that's good to know, because again, LA, we kind of feel ourselves, you know, kind of a little, uh, you know, like, you know, the weak sister, because Broadway has like 60%. I mean, I mean, you guys. New York has sixty percent of all theater actors, which is huge, right? And more than the rest of the country. But you know, yes. believe it or not, Los Angeles has twenty percent of all theater actors That's out here.
1: Amazing, and I mean, there is a lot of theater produced here. But Los Angeles truly is known to be the entertainment, uh, like television and movies. There was a time in the '60s and '70s when they wanted to be like Broadway and have the very thriving professional theater atmosphere. But I think because of just, you know, public transportation as it is, everything is so spread out and everything is also so focused on media that it, it never really took off.
0: Well, uh, I th- yeah, I think also because um, during the 60s was the uh, the blacklisting down here in uh, Los Angeles, uh, in Hollywood, and we actually got a lot of great theater actors, from it, a lot of great directors, a lot of great yeah. theater actors, and it just exploded. But afterwards, that died down and they went right back into the films.
1: Right, exactly. And, and that... A lot of actors I know do theater, love live theater, but ultimately it would be great to be on TV or in movies because that, that's a very lucrative career, too, and that appeals to even a larger audience. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But,
1: yeah I used to performing is performing. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Yeah, I actually used to work in Hollywood. I worked for three motion picture studios. And again, nice. when you say it's lucrative, it is amazing how lucrative you're talking about. The average working uh, a- actor in Hollywood makes $300,000 a year.
1: <laughs> See, yeah, and, and if you are at the top of Broadway, that's you know, if you're a principal on Broadway or on a Broadway tour, you're making somewhere near that, but not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just
0: scale alone. Because uh, I had mm-hmm. a, a friend who worked; he right. basically only had one line. He one you know, line. Uh, he would say, and he got paid like a hundred thousand a year because of that one line he would do.
1: Oh, for crying out loud! Hey, no, like That's, <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah, good right there. Yeah, so that's yeah. The, that's
0: the reason it's the competition.
1: Okay. Exactly, exactly. But then I know you do. There comes a time when you, you'll thirst for the live audience again, you know, because it's a different beast. There's, you, know, you sit around, you wait, you film for a couple minutes, and you get to do amazing things. But there really is something special about having a live audience and, and having that almost, you know, extra character in the show that adds to uh, your performance each night
0: yeah that's true because uh I think i I mentioned this once on my radio show that uh, when mm-hmm. I was working in Hollywood uh they rented out my office, and that 's something if you ever what? work in if you ever work in hollywood don 't have a nice office because <laughs> someone 's going to rent it out <laughs> and they actually <laughs> shot in my office uh, it was yes. actually for yeah, it was for entourage and uh
1: nice.
0: yeah so i I was watching the film while I was you know I was in the closet basically on my, on my laptop, yeah. and it was the most boring thing i'd ever seen because Someone would actually have, like, a five-minute line. They would read their five-minute line, and then right there they would pull out a book out of their back pocket and start reading because they wouldn't talk for the rest of the day, basically. But they can't leave, you know, because the director might need them.
1: Right, right. Or they'll just need to film the back of their head for two hours, you know, while someone is responding to their five-minute line, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a different piece. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and, and also, again, when I was looking at them, they, they wouldn't do it in order, so, you know, it would be no... Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't build them an arc, basically. You just have to uh, know where you are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's... You see, and, and when you get to do a show from beginning to end, that's... Oh, my gosh, you get to tell a story. You, you don't do it piecemeal. You know, you and the audience get to live that story together at the same time.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for being on the show.
1: Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, bye. Bye. Phantom of the Opera will be playing at the Pantages Theater in Hollywood from June 11th to August 2nd, at the Segerstrom Center for the Arts in Costa Mesa from August 5th to August 16th, and at the San Diego Civic Theater from October 7th to October 18th. For more information, go to www.thephantomoftheopera.com or search for AB b Theater, that's all one word, AMB Theatre on Facebook.